Hey everyone, this is a bonus episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. This is an audio version of Prepper Website Live. I hope you enjoy it. You know, one of the things that's going on right now is that we have this crazy winter weather. And so I'm down in Houston and I know I'm going to be saying some things for those of you that are up north. You're like, come on, Todd, really? But uh down here in Houston, we're expecting some serious winter weather, enough to where they've shut down schools and different things already for Monday and Tuesday. And uh, we're looking at the temperatures, and the temperatures are going to be like one one uh, news service that I saw said seven, uh, seven degrees Fahrenheit, right? And so it's been a long time since we've hit that down here. Now I know up north you people are like, that's nothing, right? We do that in our sleep. But down here in Houston, people don't know how to act. It starts getting a little cold and people start doing some crazy stuff. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things we got to be a little careful, especially those of us who, who haven't experienced this kind of winter weather. So uh, earlier this week, I had, um, we had an online meetup for the, the Prepper website exclusive email group. And so we get together online every other Tuesday and we were talking and people were talking about how cold it was up north. And of course, get, being down here in, in Houston, I was kind of laughing because I'm like, you know, I'm, I got the AC running, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm in shorts and I got a t-shirt on and I've got the AC running and uh, it was just, uh, it was kind of funny, right? Everybody was cold and here we are, we're going to have this, this cold blast. And the thing is, is that if you're not careful you can hurt yourself with uh, with the weather, uh, whether it's extreme heat or extreme cold. And like I said, people aren't uh, when they're not used to it. When they're going from you know wearing shorts one day to or in running your AC to running the heater the next day, um, you know there's there's some things that we need to consider, especially when we're getting down low. So one of the things that uh, people are concerned about is because it's going to be raining and uh, sleeting and there's going to be um, a lot of that going on, they're concerned that the electrical lines might go down uh, because of, of the weight of all the ice and things that are on there. And so if that's the case, people are going to lose their electricity. And um, down here, we don't have a lot of people heating with wood stoves and um, we have some gas furnaces, but a lot of the gas furnaces require electricity to kick it on. So there's going to be a lot of people, if that starts to happen, if people start to lose power, they're not going to have heat. And on top of that, they're saying if you do not need to drive, there's a lot of you know ice and sleeting, and then the, the ice is going to be on top of that, don't drive, right? So one of the things is we need to make sure that we are being careful and we, we know what to do when we need to get warm. So I'd like to share with you uh, a blast from the past. Actually, this is an article from, from 2012, and it's from one of my good friends, Tess Pennington, and she runs readynutrition.com. And uh, I'm actually going to go there, and I'm going to share this with you here. And uh, I have links in the description if you want to uh, check that out. But uh, she runs readynutrition.com. She's also the author of The Prepper's Blueprint. Now, I always say that if uh, you are new to preparedness and you're buying books and you're trying to get prepared, the first book that you should ever buy is Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's, Dr. Joe Alton and uh, Amy Alton's uh, book, The Survival Medicine Handbook. That is the first book any prepper should own. But if you're looking for another book, the second book that you should own is this one right here, The Prepper's Blueprint. 
This is a very uh, thick book. And actually, if I would have prepared a little bit better, I would have had it for you so I could show it to you. It's about this big and uh, it has tons of information. And Tess has been doing this for a very long time. Again, like I said, this uh, article is from 2012, but it's still very relevant and has a lot of great information here. And so um, let's just go ahead and get into this a little bit. Let's just read it. And I want to stop and just make a little bit of, uh, you know, do some commentary as we go. All right. So again, this is Ready Nutrition. Uh, the title is Winter Warmth When the Grid is Down. So when the grid goes down during the frigid months of the year and you are all ill-equipped to maintain warmth in your home, you have a major survival situation on your hands. Keep reading to learn ways one mom from the north keeps her family nice and toasty when the grid goes down. All right, so I already talked a little bit about uh, the grid going down, and I talked a little bit about why we need to be prepared. Uh, we are so used to the conveniences of life, so used to you know turning on the the air conditioning, turning on uh, the heater, and all those good things. Um, but you know, there's ways to stay warm outside of that, and so. When we talk about preparedness, it's not just the whole uh, you know, mindset of going out into the woods and starting a fire and, and you know, uh, wearing your loincloths and, and uh, uh, you, you know, <laughs> grunting around the fire, right? It's, it's not just about that. It's about protecting yourself and protecting your family and doing the best and making the best decisions. And so, again, this is one of those, especially in the day and age that we live in right now and this winter weather, you know. So let's go ahead and keep reading here. Um, I live in north, in a northern climate in a home without a fireplace. The heat in my home is totally dependent on the grid. Since the weather is cold here at least eight months out of the year, much of my prepping attention is focused on keeping the family warm. In years gone by, most northern homes had either a fireplace or a wood stove for heat. Our society has become so certain that the grid is permanent that many homes built over the past 50 to 60 years have been designed without those vital elements. The first and best choice for alternative heating is wood. If you don't have the option, don't despair. There are many other ways to stay warm if the grid goes down. The first one here is uh, that she's going to discuss is propane heaters. So there are several propane heaters on the market that do not require electricity. I own a little buddy heater. These small portable heaters are consider considered safe for indoor use in 49 states. They attach to a small propane canister and use two ounces of fuel per hour to make 250 square feet extremely warm and toasty. A battery-operated carbon monoxide detector provides an extra measure of safety when using these heaters indoors. Uh, I have a portable uh, a Mr. Buddy as well. I don't remember... Um, the canister lasting as long as it says right here, but I could be completely wrong because we were out in my dad's place in the country, which, which is off grid. And uh, we were in one of the containers. It was super cold. Actually, the container was not insulated. It was uh, when they, they first got them down there and uh, we were sleeping inside the container and it was, it was even colder in the container than it was outside, but it was still really cold. So I don't really remember it lasting that long. Uh, we were there for a couple of days. Um, but if they do, that's great. I love the idea of a little bit of a, uh, of a or having a, a carbon monoxide detector there, um, although it's safer indoors. And, you know, we didn't have a carbon monoxide detector when uh, now that I'm thinking about it when we were out there. But that, uh, you know, every house has one. So it, it does make a lot of sense. Now, when you have that little buddy heater 
combined with some of the other things that we're going to talk about, you can really stay nice and warm. So we'll talk a little bit about those. Um, this little buddy heater is under $100 and the canisters, of course, I mean, everything's going up right now. Um, the canisters are, you know, you can buy those any anywhere, you know, Walmart or any other kind of sporting goods store. Um, but, uh, you know, they do work. Now, I got to tell you, not too long ago, uh, I went to uh, when I was an assistant principal on 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 the campus. Um, I would go watch some of the the kids play. You know, the kids from from my uh, school. I would go go watch them play football. And uh, one one year they were in the playoffs, and it was super cold out there. And one of the teachers, who uh, uh, one of my science teachers, she had uh, it wasn't a little buddy, but it was one that sat on one of those kind of canisters you kind of twist it on, and it just was about this big, and it pushed out heat. And I, I got to tell you, she had it sitting, so we were uh, on on the bleachers. She had it right in front of us, and it was blasting on us, and uh, it was nice and warm uh, when you were right there. Now you immediately felt the cold if you if you moved away from it. But it did work out. So, you know, those those things can, of course, we were outside and all that stuff. Those things can help out. So uh, definitely that's something to consider, especially if you are going to be in a, in, in a northern climate. You don't have, like she was mentioning here in this article, a fireplace or a wood stove um, to, to warm your, your home. Or if you're, you know, a little bit south uh, like I am, and maybe you go camping, might be a, a nice little investment to have uh, one of those preps that you can that you can purchase. All right, number two is a kerosene oil uh, oil heaters, kerosene or oil heaters, I should say. Kerosene heaters burn a wick for heat, fueled by the addition of heating oil. An antique perfection oil heater can be a charming addition to your decor that can be called into service during a grid down situation. Click here to read more information about the different types of kerosene heaters that are available. So dad has one of these. It's, it's funny. We we're talking about the, the cold and uh, dad has one of these when he used to go up to the country because I guess maybe the, the kerosene heater didn't uh, or the uh, the little buddy heater didn't work well enough for him. That kerosene heater, though, put out a lot. Now, kerosene is a little bit more expensive as a fuel, but it worked really, really well. And so that is another option for you if that's something that you want to buy and something that you want to have to uh, to keep your family warm. But there's other ways. <coughs> there's other ways of keeping yourself warm without having you know something that's creating heat. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as we move forward into this article. So of course the above options require fuel that may not be available after an extended disaster. Use a combination of these to keep warm strategies to extend your fuel provisions. <coughs> not COVID. All right, <laughs> seal off a small area to heat. When our furnace went out one winter, we huddled into a small room with just one window. We closed the door to the bedroom and used a folded quilt at the bottom to better insulate the room. You can also hang heavy quilts in the doorways of rooms with a heat source to block them off from the rest of the house. So that's a great idea is, you know, it's, and actually this works both ways uh, when you're heating or when you're cooling. Um, because, you know, down here again, <laughs> down here in, uh, in Houston on the Gulf Coast, we always experience hurricanes. So one of the things that you could have is you could have a um, 
Of course, if you have a generator, you can have a window unit if all the power goes out and you can seal off a part of the, the house and keep that cool. You don't want to send the AC going, you know, window unit AC going all over the house, but you can cool off a part of the house so that everybody can stay cool. Because again, extreme temperatures, which we normally have here in Houston where you get really hot, um, you know, you can, there, there could be some potential to, to, to hurt yourself there. And uh, if you have somebody who's elderly or the very young, you want to make sure you're taking care of their health and you're keeping them cool or you're keeping them warm. So getting small, getting into a small room does make a lot of sense. Now, one thing that I would say is you do want to, you don't want to completely seal off a room. You always want to keep ventilation. You, you know, you don't want to, uh, you want to stop the drafts. And if you have single pane windows and all that kind of stuff, you know, you want to, you want to make sure you take care of that, but you want to make sure that there's air coming in and there's air circulating inside of the room. All right. All right. So let's uh, keep moving here. There's some other good, good things here that we can talk about. Insulate your windows. You can use a plastic shower curtain and duct tape topped by a heavy quilt to keep the wind from whistling through your windows. This has the added benefit of keeping the windows dark if you are concerned about OPSEC. So this is another one of those things that's uh, it's very important, especially if you have single pane windows. Now, some of you who live up in the north, you might have the double pane windows. Uh, you might have some really, really great <laughs> insulated windows. Uh, our windows down here, I mean, unless you, you know, you pay for it, um, we're dealing with single pane windows. And so it does make a lot of sense to go ahead and cover those up. So she talked about a shower curtain and a quilt. And that might be something like if you're like last minute and you're, you're, you, there's nothing else and you're kind of freezing, you know, that's something that you can do. You know, grab a blanket, grab a, a shower curtain and use some duct tape. You should always have duct tape in your preps and uh, go ahead and, and try to seal it off as much as possible to keep that uh, that air, that cold air from coming in. There's a couple of other things that you can do. And so, again, being from the Houston area, being from down south, we were talking about this topic weeks ago in our uh, in our email group. Right. So in our online meetup. And some of the, the members who are from up north were talking about this thing. I never heard about it. Of course, I never had to hear about it. And uh, But it, there's one of this thing, these things that it's really kind of like a, a plastic sheet that goes over your the window. And it goes over the frame. It goes a little bit over the frame. And I guess it has tape. And it, you just kind of tape it down, right? So it just creates this this barrier between that plastic and the uh, the window and it creates this um, ba basically this insulated uh, air right this this barrier of air and it keeps the wind from coming in and so I, they said this stuff is temporary and you, you know after they they mentioned that actually somebody put a link in the chat uh, I went to go look them up and they they weren't very expensive and so I thought that would be a, a good thing that you can do Another thing that I've heard and I haven't tried, although I am going to try it this weekend uh, for one of the one of the rooms that is uh, that faces out and it gets really, really cold. Uh, one of the windows is to put uh, bubble wrap. And so if you get bubble wrap and you cut it down to size, you maybe just put uh, a little bit of uh, moisture, kind of just wet the window a little bit to make the bubble stick, bubble wrap stick. And you just lay it flat and that creates kind of like a, a, a another barrier and insulation to keep that 
that air out. So I'm going to try that and uh, I'm going to put the, you know, the gun on there and, and to see, you know, what the temperature is before and then put the, the bubble wrap there and see what it is afterwards to see if it truly makes a difference. But I've always heard that. So I'm going to try that as well. And so you can do that if you've got some bubble wrap laying around or that's not something that a lot of people think about. And so you can find that at your hardware stores and Home Depot and all that kind of stuff. All right, moving on light some candles burning candles can add some much needed warmth to a small area all right i got to tell you a funny story here so i completely believe this is this is true and uh, i do agree with it i think you know you need to have candles in your preps one of the best candles that you can buy are the the candles that you find from the dollar the the dollar or dollar tree actually and they're um if you they look very similar if uh, if you have ever seen those uh, the Catholic candles, right? They have you know pictures of the saints and Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Those candles last forever, and it, I, I got I swear it's got to be the same kind of candle because this candle lasts forever. I was doing an article on one of the Dollar Tree uh, candles, and I started burning it early in the morning. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see how much I was going to measure. I was going to do all that stuff. And that sucker burned all day long and it didn't go down at all. I mean, it went down like half an inch. And I'm like, God, this is like a really great candle. So, um, you know, you can order those from Dollar Tree. Uh, you can go to a Dollar Tree and you can you can buy a bunch of those. Those, it makes, make a, it makes a lot of sense. But the story that I was going to say is, before um, you know, I got into education and started running Prepper website years ago. Um, my wife and I ran a, a group home for kids in CPS custody, and we were um, we this home that we ran was uh, it was owned by the agency and it was a really big home. And one one day the lights went out, and so we were good as long as you know we we're waiting for the lights to go out. And uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and they never came on. And then of course it started getting dark, so. This is pre-prepper website, pre-preparedness. Um, I think I had a flashlight, but it wasn't, you know, a really good one. And uh, here we go. We have some candles. So we start lighting candles. And we're good. We're lighting candles. We're in the living room. We're all talking. We're all, you know, having fun, all that good stuff. But all of a sudden, it's like it starts getting really hot. And this wasn't during wintertime. This was during, you know, uh, you know, right, regular time, which is you got wintertime and you have heat, all, all the rest in, in, uh, in Houston. And so uh, it started getting hot. And we we're like, man, we got to turn these candles on. And we only had about like five. It was a really big room, big living room. And we had, you know, a lot of people in there. And only, only five candles. It got really hot. We had to turn those off. And so having candles... It makes a lot of sense, and you can, again, if you're in a small area, a small space, can add some warmth to it. You just got to be careful and make sure you, you know, you're, if you have little kids and stuff like that, you want to make sure that they don't go around it, knock it over, and, and cause a fire. You want to be really careful with all that. All right, uh, next up, use heavy sleeping bags. Zipping into a sleeping bag will conserve your body's warmth more than simply getting under the covers. Now, if you have sleeping bags, very true. But I still think that having a lot of blankets makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, I'll tell you, my wife bought some blankets at Sam's. And I've always found like when the season, when they're switching seasons and uh, things are, are uh, you know, they're, they're clearing out the, the cold weather stuff and they're moving into uh, the warm weather stuff. 
Um, she found some really thick blankets, and we love those blankets. I mean, they're, they they work really well. Um, we actually, I have them kind of like all year round because my life, my wife likes it really cold, and so uh, you know, it, the, the AC is always blasting. So there's mornings where I wake up to do my do my devotionals, and and I have to grab one of those blankets. But um, they're out. We have two or three of them in the living room because people come over and it's cold, and they they like those blankets as well. So look for, you know, when the season starts to end, look for some really good blankets that you can stock up on. Um, if you go to garage sales and things like that, if you can find some like that, and maybe you take them to the cleaners and maybe you get, I mean, if you get a good deal or whatever, I don't know, but there, there's always good deals out there. And just find some really warm blankets you can always comforters and things like that and quilts and you can you can stay warm by piling those on top of you and uh, that just makes a whole lot of sense moving forward here pitch a tent uh, this works especially well when you have children because it adds an element of fun to an otherwise stressful situation inside a tent you can combine your body heat to stay much warmer so this is the same idea of getting small Again, you know, sealing off a room, sealing off an area of the house, it's the same kind of idea. You're bringing everyone into a tent. It's a smaller area to heat up. Uh, your body warmth is in there, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier to stay warm in that. And so, um, you know, if that's something that you can do, and you have a big enough living room to, to uh, put a tent in there, then that might be something that you can do. Again, you, you have the preps for a tent. You can go ahead and, and bring that out. Um, next up, heat some rocks. All right, I don't know about this one. You might think it, it's something that you might want to do. If you have a place outdoors for a cooking fire, you can add large rocks to the fire. Rocks retain heat for a very long time. When you are ready to go to bed, move the rocks into a cast iron Dutch oven. Very carefully take this into the room that you are heating. The stones will emit heat for several hours. This is an excellent way to passively heat your room when you're sleeping. With this method, you don't have to be concerned about the potential of a fire or carbon monoxide poisoning during the night. All right, so again, I don't know if you that's something that you might want to do, but that is something that they did in, in the old days. And so they had, a, and I don't know what its name is, I'm just remembering going to Mount Vernon in uh, George Washington's uh, home and visiting and, and going through the tour and they mentioned this, um, this big pan um, that they, and it was a metal pan that they would put some coals in and they would put it underneath, uh, in between the mattress and I guess kind of like the box spring. I, I don't think they had box springs back then, but they would put it underneath the covers and it would warm up the mattress and warm up the bed so that when they got in, it was a little bit warmer. So then they would pull, of course, they would pull it out before they, they got in to the bed so I guess that's the same kind of idea with rocks you got to be careful when you're heating them up to make sure that there's no moisture inside of them because you don't want them to uh, to pop and to break and all that kind of stuff all right moving on here uh, next dress warmly from head to toe now you would think that this is just a no-brainer but you know this is one of those things that you just need to do most body heat is lost through the top of the head actually I think that is a myth um, but okay, we'll go ahead and, and keep that there. So I always start with a warm knit hat. 
layer your clothing. Make sure your chest and neck are covered with a scarf. Lightweight gloves will also help you maintain your warmth. Wear heavy socks and shoes to protect your feet from cold floors. So it just makes a lot of sense, right? Um, to dress warmly, go ahead and, and wear some. Uh, I have a, uh, you know, some uh, a sweatsuit that I put on, you know, nice and warm and keep have some nice thick socks and I'm good to go. Next up, cook. If your cooking method does not require electricity, use it to generate heat as well as a hot nourishing meal. The addition of steam also makes the house warmer. Add a kettle of water to the top of your stove. Um, definitely one of those things that does make a lot of sense. Uh, even when we had Hurricane Harvey and we lost power, even Hurricane Ike down here, uh, we still had our gas, uh, our gas uh, stove still worked. And so that's one way that you can continue to um, um, heat up your home. I mean, you don't want to leave it on or whatever, but with your cooking, it does make a lot of sense. I know like during the summertime, again, so I'm thinking extreme heat and I'm thinking extreme cold. Uh, down here in, in Houston, when it is right in the middle of summer, when it's July and August, and it's right, you know, the sun is blasting outside and the AC is just nonstop going over here. We don't let anybody cook on the stove or cook in uh, the oven. So if the boys want to you know, come in and they're like, hey, I want to make a frozen pizza or I want to do something. We're like, no, no, you ain't doing that. You're, you're going to go make a sandwich or something. You're not going to turn on the stove because the minute you turn on that stove, it adds a lot of heat to the house. And so if we're going to use the stove, if we're going to use the oven, it makes sense to, to wait for the, you know, the sun to go down and the house to cool a little bit more. And then we feel comfortable doing that. The same idea applies when you are in the cold, in the extreme cold. Go ahead and make some soup. Uh, that soup is going to warm your body and it's going to be something, uh, you know, good for you to eat. Um, you know, you, you want to have uh, that, you know, bake a, bake a cake, bake, do some brownies, do something, you know, to, to have something going on in the oven. And so uh, that that really works out if you have the ability to to use a gas, a gas oven or even if, uh, uh, you know, you might have a, a wood burning stove. You definitely you're going to have that going on anyway. All right, let's go ahead and continue on here. Drink warm beverages, hot cocoa, coffee, or tea can increase your body temperature. Definitely, that's something something to uh, to do. Um, it, it works both ways, right? When you're when you're hot, you can drink cool uh, beverages, or when you're hot, you don't want to drink hot beverages because you just get hotter, right? It's just uncomfortable. Same idea applies. Snuggle up is the next one. Combine your body heat to stay warm. Yeah, all right. So all the couples, all the you know, all the husbands, all the wives, snuggle up. That's something that uh, that that you can do, and that's something that you uh, will help you keep warm. Then use a hot water bottle. This can provide additional moist, uh, radiant heat in your tent or closed off room. And I got you know, hot water bottle is not something that I've ever done before, but I know a lot of people do have that. And so that's, again, that's going to work the same way as that, uh, the rocks or at least that metal pan, you know, um, that I was talking about. Same idea that it would work there. So finishing off this article, in your search for warmth, make certain that you also maintain safety. Keep fire extinguishers handy and invest in a battery-operated carbon monoxide detector. Keep children and pets away from items that could burn them or that could tip over, causing a fire. Be sure to store all flammable materials, such as propane and kerosene, according to manufacturer's instruction. All right, 
A lot of great information here. Again, winter warmth when the grid is down over at readynutrition.com. I have links in the description so you can go and check that out. Um, I want to finish out this live by talking uh, about staying warm, but uh, in, in another aspect. So um, yesterday, or yesterday, I, I believe yesterday, there was a big pile up in Dallas. And uh, I think, you know, six people lost their life. 65 people went to the uh, to the emergency room or had to get medical attention. I believe there was like 100 cars piled up. I mean, emergency vehicles were getting there and there were still people, you know, uh, piling up. And, and uh, it, it was just, you know, uh, a nasty scene. But there's times where you might be in that kind of a situation uh, when it's very cold, when it, it's extreme cold and so i know that this this happens on maybe the 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 roads are too icy and they kind of shut them down and you're kind of stuck you're kind of stuck where you're where you're at and so one of the things to consider uh wherever you are and so again dallas is you know it's four and a half hours away from me um but if that was a situation where medical attention wasn't able to get to everybody right away or or people weren't able to get maybe they were pinned into their cars you were kind of stuck and so you want to have some kind of preparedness art uh you know gear and items inside of your car inside of your vehicle and uh, have a vehicle kit that can help to keep you warm whatever that might be and so definitely you know you always want to have some blankets it you know again this makes a lot of sense for the the people up north um people up north you know it's like definitely you can be in this kind of situation and many of of you have experienced this but then other people maybe it's like not necessarily you know texas but maybe in texas and and maybe as you go a little bit further up north i mean we're going to be in an arctic blast here real soon that is going to be affecting a lot of people so you want to have items in your vehicle if you get into a situation like that where that you can get to so blankets if you can if you can get blankets uh, maybe a jacket and maybe there's a jacket that you don't necessarily wear anymore maybe it's not in fashion maybe it's not it's just been sitting in your closet you know put that inside of your uh, inside of your vehicle kit so that you can easily get to it you know some of the the, the the cars nowadays you can pull the the back seat down from inside and you can reach back into the trunk and grab your 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 vehicle kit uh, others have um got an suv of course you can reach back there or, or if you have a truck you know you can put it underneath the seat so um you can you know, put a jacket in there an extra jacket if you can do that uh, if you don't have a lot of space get one of those vacuum sealed uh, bags and put the jacket in there and vacuum seal it and it'll, it'll get really small for you and so uh, you always have it there you might want to put some extra socks in, in just in case your feet get wet or your shoes get wet and uh, you can change out socks and you have something warm maybe an extra pair of gloves maybe uh, a hat you can put on to keep yourself warm you might want to even consider maybe a sterno like if you if you're stuck and and you can't move and you're starting to get really really cold a sterno will give off a little bit of heat into your your vehicle now of course you got to be very very careful you've got to make sure you know you maybe you have a plate that you put this on 
so that uh, it's just not sitting on your dashboard or something like that. Um, but it's something that can give off some heat every once in a while and you know it'll, it'll help you stay warm. You might want to crack the windows so that you you know you can have some air circulation inside of your vehicle. But that's something that you can do. I know that other people have talked about. Um, you know, there's ways that you can create um, with a little bit of alcohol and a toilet paper roll that uh, the middle has been taken out and you stuff it into a can, a you know, small like pink uh, size can and you pour the alcohol in there and it will burn. And uh, that would be like a little a little stove inside your of your vehicle. Again, you got to be very careful with that. But if it came to the point where, uh, you know, like you're going to freeze to death or, you know, you, you want to risk having this heat source inside of your vehicle, like, you know, what, what do you want to do here? And so that's something to, to think about. Maybe you want to have something to drink. And of course, if it's really cold, it's very possible that it's going to freeze over. But uh, having something to eat can get your metabolism going and can get your, your body going. Having something to drink, it would be helpful. Um, you know, there's just things that you can have inside of your vehicle to make things better. Jeff, one of our members in the exclusive uh, email group, he wanted me to tell everyone, listen, four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop. So although you have a four-wheel drive, doesn't mean that you can go blasting, you know, when it when there's ice all over the the, the roads. Um, it's kind of funny, like down here when it's pouring down rain and, and uh, you know, I guess I'm older now and I'm a little bit more careful when I'm driving and I see people passing me on the road and uh, some guys in big trucks, they don't care. They're just blasting away. And I'm like, you can still be careful even though you're, you're in a big truck or maybe it's four-wheel drive. And uh, you just you just want to be careful because there's so many things that can happen. And so start thinking about um, the ways that you need to be prepared and, uh, you know, the different scenarios that can happen. No one ever thinks that they're going to uh, wake up and then get stuck in, you know, an icy situation or a very cold situation. Uh, no one no one starts the day off like that. Um you know, I've, I've read articles because of Prepper website of people who it's who have been in that very same situation. And because they are very used to, you know, leaving their home, getting into their vehicle, going to work, getting, you know, getting back into their vehicle, coming back. They, they don't necessarily dress really super warm. They dress enough to get into the vehicle, turn on the car. The car heats up. They get warm. They go in, you know, they do work and, and the whole deal. Well, you know you get stuck and you're not dressed very warm, that can be pretty dangerous. And if you, if you get stuck in a situation where you're not able to move your vehicle. So extreme heat, extreme cold can be very dangerous. And we need to be very careful when it comes to that. Again, thinking about the scenarios and just being prepared. It doesn't hurt to be prepared. It doesn't hurt to create a winter vehicle kit and stick it in your in your vehicle and never, you know, if you never have to use it, you never have to use it. But if you do have to use it, well, then you're going to be glad that it's there. Listen, stay safe out there with all the craziness that's going on and uh, all the winter weather that is happening, you know, in our in our country. Uh, make sure that you are safe and you take precautions and uh, you take care of yourself and your family. With that, I'm going to say thanks so much for hanging out with me on this live well everyone thanks so much for checking out this bonus episode 
Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we have tons of preparedness, self-reliant, alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading articles just for you. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. Many of these you can't find on the internet any longer. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.